Hello, and welcome to Killing Time. This is the show that searches for entertainment that does not suck. And boy, are you in for a treat today, because we're reviewing the uh, second season of Luke Cage. Now, sometimes it's one-sided, where I've seen the thing, and my, my, my buddy here, who has no name, the man with no name, that's him. You can see the lower third. See, his lower third backs me up, right? He's seen all 13 episodes as well, true? Yes, all episodes. Okay, so 13 episodes of Luke Cage Season 2. No spoilers at the beginning, and if we have any spoilers, we'll give you a warning, and then you've been warned. So let's get to it. Season 2 of Luke Cage, 13 episodes long, coming out on the 22nd of June, and it's telling the story of Luke Cage after the events of Season 1 and The Defenders. What do you think of the, uh, the Season 2 effort? Season two, I thought, was a, uh, a vast improvement over season one. Um, I thought since he was already established and we already knew everything about him, we got right into it. Uh, I liked the story. Some of the actors have gotten more comfortable in their roles since they've been playing it so often and for so long. Um, he's starting to look a lot more like the Luke Cage you know from the comic books over the years. You know, the swagger, the confidence. Um, you know... Without giving away any spoilers, he's got a really good, you know, villain or, you know, competitor or whatever you want to call it, who actually, you know, gives him a little bit of a run for his money, which he hasn't really had up to this point. In a physical um, sense. Normally we have, like, superpower yeah. weapons, and I don't think yeah. this, I think this is in the trailers, so if this is a spoiler, I apologize. Something about, you know, who did this to you, and, like, were they wearing a super suit? He's like, mm-hmm. no. That's actually 99% sure that's in the trailers, because yeah. that came out. So we've got a villain. We've got not a villain. A he's foe. not a villain. He's we, a rival. That's the, that's the thing. He's a maybe anti-hero. It depends what your point of view is. He has a motivation, yeah, so to speak. Which is to say, we have fleshed out characters throughout. Now there's a ton of characters in this show. I want to say, and this is again without spoilers, this season could have ended, I think, two or three times before the actual finale. Yep. I think it really had the ability to be. Maybe that was a year and a half's worth of stories in one season i think they could have ended it quicker or they could have if you're this is a weird thing for me to say if, if netflix were to ever split a season this one this might have been hit. One. yeah because, because well because we had multiple storylines and plot lines going on and they did intersect but they could have easily been separated a little bit more um and you could have easily made this two seasons but i know they wanted to get a lot of the story across and you know, without giving away a spoiler, they wanted to get him to where he is on the last episode. They wanted him in the position he's in when the season ends. So they felt like they had to do all of this to get him there. Well, you see, okay, so let, let's talk about the overarching storylines without, again, this is a story. We're not going to tell you exactly what happens. There's all kinds of, we still have Stokes or uh, Mariah Stokes Dillard. In my notes, MSD. By the way, I finished, I think I watched like seven of the episodes today. So I went through all of this. So every reaction you get out of me is purely raw. I haven't talked about this other than yeah. talking to myself in the kitchen, which yeah. really didn't count. So she's playing a villain, if you couldn't tell, from the end of season one. Yeah. She's kind of a bad guy. And then you've got Shades, played by Theo Rossi, who in the first season I was getting really sick of. But he's awesome this season. I don't know why. He's better this season. So he really much better. is. I couldn't I couldn't pierce you know, I couldn't put together exactly why, but towards the end of the season I'm like, wow, he's been really good this season. Yeah, he picks up his his arc goes 
in a really interesting way. I would say semi semi unexpected and just a lot of range, a lot of different emotions, a lot of different mm-hmm. things are happening to this character. Then you've got Luke Cage's arc where obviously he's got a whole new world to deal with. And you've seen these in the trailers. He's essentially a celebrity. And mm-hmm. there's this nice intersection of technology and what a hero is like at this time because essentially there's an app that can track him. The yeah. the ways for Luke Cage, essentially. If you want to find Cage, you could do this with this app. And I thought that was a pretty cool idea that everyone knew him because they was taking video of him and it's going to mm-hmm. be with a server, which causes him issues because if you've got any problems with Luke Cage, you know where to find him, which is a great thing. We even get a scene with a familiar face who mentions you ever thought about wearing a mask maybe that would help (laughs) and that's not a bad idea but he quickly shunts that idea aside um oh there's so much more i want to say without that's for spoilers we have to talk spoilers then later because yeah there's a particular uh, arc i want to talk about so uh, i want to say this season was a lot more compelling i found the first season really dragged and it, it super had this heavy yellow element i mean if you didn't notice when the Defenders happened, every time Luke was on screen, it'd be yellow. And when yeah. Matt would be on stage, it'd be red. It's red. And, and it's purple yeah. for Jess. And it's green for Iron Fist or something like that. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I get it. And I get the color palette starts meshing by the end, so they're kind of like a cohesive team. It, it's got the subtlety of a you know, first-time writer. It was kind of irritating. And the second season, I didn't notice as much of this color palette because Luke Cage Season 1 also subscribed to this idea of go yellow, go yellow, yeah. go yellow go yellow it's like okay all right enough this season I i've had enough with the yellow this season didn't feel like that it had, a, it had a different feel to it definitely if you were to replace the song the theme song which is interminable i will say that is the longest freaking introduction and it's also like in super super slow-mo which makes mm-hmm. it feel even slower which is yeah. really weird so i still don't know why that's the case because a lot of them get moving get to the point but not Luke Cage, which is weird considering how much action is in this season. Season mm-hmm. one, like I said, dragged for a while. I had trouble getting into it. I wasn't really into the characters. It just seemed like, okay, I'm just gruff. And this, it's like, no, we already know what world you're in. We already know the universe you're in. There's already a ton of heroes going on, and you're in charge of how many blocks? Like 50? <laughs> yeah. And is it on the west side and the east side? Do you stop at the <laughs> I think park? So. Do you include no, part I, of the park? I think they do. I think they do West and East because they do have a – they comment on East Harlem and West Harlem a couple but times. But Washington Heights, that's a little bit north of there. He's like, screw them. If you're in the Bronx, are you totally screwed? Like, anyway, I had an issue. I always had a huge issue with <laughs> yeah. the street-level heroes because it's just like, okay, yeah. you're yeah. in Hell's Iron Kitchen. Fist has got, Iron Fist has got downtown. He's got Hell's Kitchen. Jess is sometimes on the Upper West Side, I think. Yeah, I, I think so. Oh, no, and you know who's on the Upper West Side? They always have uh, – what's her name? Kimmy Schmidt. She's constantly on the Upper West Side, so that's clearly right. that's she her must be domain. Your hero. That's the hero. Yeah, yeah, so she's my local neighborhood hero. <laughs> so we get positivity and all the colors, and yes. all the the red hair, vibrance. Yes. yes, good old Ellie Kemper, playing. Well, that's oh, just to give her a secret identity. <gasps> oh no! You never heard that. Anyway, so this season I think has a lot more. This season two was sharper it was a little bit more focused at times it had a good story arc for the heroes um a, compe- a compelling rival uh, or yep. two or three however you want to define yeah. that uh you've got great sub character these lower characters supporting characters that really grow as the season goes on and it add to it it's like his uh i like the introduction of his father um what the extra his father excellent actor unfortunately no longer with us 
Yeah, I didn't see that coming. That, that's yeah. not a spoiler. That's just reality. Uh, the actor yeah. who plays James, his father, passed away, which is unfortunate because he was such... It, it seemed like, okay, this is a really good story. Can't wait to see him in season three. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, well, that's a downer. Yeah. Uh, but that's a whole real-life thing. Anyway, any other final words, spoiler-free, that you would like to give before we go into our spoilers? Um, just that, you know, season two was good, if a little bit long, but it was definitely worth it. Stick with it. I think you'll enjoy it. All right, before I hit the spoiler bumper, I want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash as you guys. Helping this show, making things happen. Really excited about this. Joe, Michelle, Paul, Alan, and Radford, you guys are super awesome. Thanks for being with us this long. I know uh, Radford just joined this tier of, of pledge, so we really do appreciate that. If you want your name up here in lights, oh, there are lights there. I never realized until right now. Anyway, if you want your name <laughs> in lights, you could have that. If you go to patreon.com slash ayas and you could have it with, I think it's a $10 pledge a month. If that's too much for you, don't worry about it. You can do like a buck. That's fine. A buck a month gets you some extras. Five bucks a month gets you a thank you on the site. So let us know. Maybe maybe you want a different kind of reward. That'd be really helpful because I'm bad at making up rewards. So if you think, hey, Ayaz, you should be offering this. You should be offering Rob's home phone number. Sure. Okay. Just let me know what tier you're willing to pay for that, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> Sound good? All right. Well, thanks to our awesome patrons, patrons at patreon.com slash Ayaz. Seriously, couldn't do this, guys, without you. Could not do this without you. So, with that, spoiler time. All right, it's spoiler, spoiler time, that is. I'm going to hit some more trailers so we can see some beautiful imagery. Because as these trailers are playing, I think that's going to spark a lot of different discussions. Here we go. Let's just talk about the... Well, I don't know if he's the bad guy. He's, the, he's presented as the bad guy. But he's almost like an anti-hero. We're talking about Bushmaster, correct? Yes, Bushmaster is that guy you saw lighting something on fire just now. And he is known as, well, he's one of Luke Cage's rivals in the books as well. And he's got several different incarnations in the books when it comes to style yeah. and dress. And so does Luke Cage. A lot of these guys have different kinds of styles. But Bushmaster's entire arc is about making a family feud correct or correcting a huge issues between two families they even at one yep. point jokingly says something like it's like hat for the hat fields and the mccoys Hatfield and mccoys yeah and, and that's exactly what it's like it's these two warring families and one did the other family wrong flat yep. out and then bushmaster's been wronged and he just flat out wants the honor and respect and everything that was coming to him and his family he wants to correct it but the craziest thing i thought in this whole thing is not only do we see bushmaster like be motivated to do this and willing to take physical risks to do this but we see him like in this incredibly soft side when he shows up to this barbecue named after his mother gwen's barbecue yeah. and he's he walks in he's kind of loved everyone's hugging him he's talking to his family he's it's a complete 180 from the intense yeah uh, or even the calm version of him where he's just kind of calculating it's this kind of like oh he's just a guy and he's yeah. just what did you think about it? Was, it was awesome. I loved his character arc. I loved the fact that you could have easily made him one-dimensional, and he could have just been that bad guy who was going to just wanted Harlem for himself and everything. But giving him the backstory and giving him, you know, the family feud with, you know, the Stokes, and you know, showing his flashbacks, which I mean, this guy had a shitty life. <laughs> there is no doubt about it. 
you understood his motivations completely. And I got to say, there were parts where I was actually pulling for him. I was actually, you know, there's a part where Luke Cage goes after him to prevent him from getting his revenge. And I was like, yo, let him do it. We're good. There's Just some, let him go. There's some uneasy cooperation between the two at times. Yeah. There's this wonderful scene late in the season. It's Luke and, and Bushmaster, whose name is Johnny. Johnny McIver, yep. they're just, just standing there allowing a, a person to grieve, okay? Yeah. And they're talking back and forth, and I believe Bushmaster says something like, I don't really want to have to kill you, huh? Yeah. It's kind of a really nice, like, I'm not doing this because I dislike you. I'm not doing this because I'm insane. I don't want world dominance. I just want to fix something, and that something is just wiping out Mariah Stokes, which, by the way, at some point, I don't know when it happened, but during this, like, marathon of watching the show, Every single time anyone says Mariah Dillard, he goes, Mariah Stokes. He says it every single time. Every time. time. Every time. He does. And even if they said, like, Mariah Dillard, blah, 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 and they ask him a question, he'll go, Mariah Stokes. And she's over there. Like, and it's, it started making me laugh after a while because it's so matter of fact. He, it, you can see that this character believes this is the truth. She's a Stokes and the Stokes Mm -hmm. did him wrong, et cetera. They must pay. Let's talk about the Mariah Stokes storyline. This kind of went all over the place. Oh, man, this was everywhere. I mean, she's former councilwoman. She's trying to do good for the city, but also trying to make a boatload of money for herself. Get out of the gun game. Go legit. She's with Shades. She's got her daughter. We find out that she was you know, raped by an uncle. Oh, my goodness. 13 episodes. Insane. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and I don't know how long, I, I really, I, I am ashamed for this. I really should know how long the arc is. Like, how many days is this over? I want to say it's probably within the span of a month that all this I stuff's say, happening. I would say that's about right. Yeah, a month to two. Yeah, something like that. So it, it, it's, a, it's a compressed story. And by the way, a lot of the episodes are about hour five long. There, there are some really long yeah. episodes here. So the Mariah Stokes storyline is bizarrely soap opera at times like it kind of yeah and i know that they want to have the arc of her being in power and then her fall and then her setup of, of luke which is really cool i like that that's yeah. the end scene the, ending. the yeah. godfather scene where the oh my god the godfather on. scene i i was yeah the godfather scene i was like they're gonna do the godfather scene they're gonna yep and they, they did, did. It. so they did it perfectly that was pretty cool i thought the some of the supporting characters missing knight excellent in this claire not mm. in enough the final line from Luke about Claire is bizarre, and like my notes, I'm like, what? Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, watch it. So this is sort of spoilery. I don't want to tell you the exact lines. But, yeah. Uh, Luke's whole arc with his father, like that was yeah. it was a tense arc. Yeah. But it worked really well. It were, and it came together at the right time. Like it felt organic. Like that's how it's, it would work out is how it felt it felt like wow yeah i could see how this would bring these two together and i was like wow that's i like that so i think it was just way better than the first season and then the other thing that made me want to get into spoilers at all was danny rand who by the way this is the least annoying he has ever been i was gonna say this is the best version we've ever seen which is the same thing yeah yeah same thing i mean that one i was like this is how he should have been all along he's not a he's not annoying he's not whining he seems in a pretty comfortable place with himself and he's kind of acting like you expect him to act. He's kind of like a moral center for Luke because Luke is getting a little lost in this battle, which is fine because this is not a normal life that anyone 
is asked for, and he's just trying to deal with it. And there's a great scene where they're, I think they're in the barber chairs, and he's just, oh, no, I think it's at a at a diner. Excuse me, and they're discussing like, okay, so you you can you can believe that you're bulletproof. Yeah, and you believe yeah. that my hand glows, <laughs> but you but can't you, believe you, I fought a dragon. He's like, no, I can't, man. And I'm like, okay, I love that. It's that small, small yeah. scene that kind of built them up together and them working together. Yeah, okay. that was a perfect cameo. They did some of the moves that you're used to seeing them in the comic books do. It was, it was a really good episode. That one. That was that was. I think it was actually in a couple of them, or maybe it was just. It felt like that, but it was just a really. Yeah, nice... Rand was only in. Danny Rand was only in one episode. Only one. Okay, it felt it like was only one, one episode. Yep. Well, it was a great cameo because it has lasting yeah. effects. Because I guess when Luke is back at like the top of like that tower, looking down again, and he's mm-hmm. like it's that place where Danny took him to sort of meditate and spar. I thought the sparring was a little cheesy. Yeah. But that's so old school Marvel comics that it's like yeah. all right, I, can't, I didn't get that. Speaking um, of fighting, I don't know if the guy playing Bushmaster was doing his own fighting, but that guy, whoever was, is amazing. And the 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 choreography with the fights is just oh, really good. Oh my goodness, excellent! Yeah, it, it's kind of nice to not have the inev- there's this inevitability when it comes to Luke Cage. You know, he's he's walking through, and there are, there are people going to shoot him. And it's like, yeah, you know that doesn't work, right? You're going to keep trying yeah. to shoot him, and maybe you knock him over, and then you care. But the way that Luke dispatches of so many people, he literally just yeah. flicks him in the head like he's sweating yeah. a child. But then his Bushmaster with these like freaking awesome kicks a lot of intimidation yeah. that goes viral as you can see in the trailers that people yeah, which are... i thought was funny because that's exactly how it would work if somebody was a hero you'd see all this stuff and everybody would be like oh man he lost he sucks now yeah they're comparing they compared him to uh, tyson getting knocked out yeah compared to ron rousey getting knocked out i thought that was pretty cool uh very realistic in the modern society yeah. though i will say uh, in, anything strange at all that uh Maybe half the people are still around. Like, I guess this tells us where the time when, when this yeah, takes place. Yeah, I think this is this is obviously before. Well, it has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, it was the same where people were talking about in uh, Agents of Shield this season. Towards the end, we know it's happening at the same time as the movie, but we don't get to the end of the movie obviously because people don't disappear. So, I think this season was brutal and disturbing at times. Stokes' mm-hmm. incineration of that fellow. Wow. That, that whole scene with them taking out everybody in the restaurant was was tough. That was brutal. And it, yeah, was, it was tough. Ground level brutal. It, it, yeah. you, you can watch you, know, you can watch the big cosmic wars of stuff and you can have these stakes and big wars of Wakanda and everything. But there's something about just like people walking to a restaurant and then eliminating everyone else. That was just yeah. it was it was very real. Yeah, it was. Crazy horrible stuff like that happens all the time. So the drama on this thing, the Stokes thing, I think was a little bit Over rushed. The top. I, I okay. don't know if it's, there's too much stuff. Maybe yeah, it's, it's too, too much. You're right. It's two seasons worth of stuff. And there's but the what thing. do you think about where Luke ends up at the end? Okay, so ends I think with Luke sort of in that kingpin position. Yeah. I thought there was an. Inter- I really liked that conversation with DW explaining how if you're running, if you're the boss of crime, you're a crime boss. You're a crime boss. It was yeah. like. Yeah, you're right. Very good yeah. point, DW, um, which stands for Darkwing Duck, as we all know. And yeah. I thought him being on the top there was an interesting change because yeah. now we have a different dynamic, and it shows a world that's not just you know one or zero. It's not binary, right? Yeah. Like he thinks that this is the way to go. And the other thing is, I remember, I've, I think there was like a Punisher arc just like this 
Maybe yeah. not with the Stokes. It, it, but the Punisher was the the mafia. He ended up kind of the um, the Godfather. Right. He's running the show, and yeah. it becomes: Can you be in that position and still have a moral center? Can you yeah. uh, reign? Because he was talking about being the king of Harlem. If he saying, "I don't yeah. want to be a king," and all of this phrasing, which was interesting, and at the club we've got all the all the mafia gangs. It's not mafia gangs. I guess they're organized crime because it's multiple. Yeah. Multiple um, families and, and it's just like, nationalities. And, can yeah. that work? Is this yeah. uneasy piece enough? Does this make what other changes will Cage make? So that I thought was a great pull. I for thought season it was interesting. Three. Yeah, like, I want to see very interesting because he's not. The whole season was everybody has a motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not just the hero's motivation, but you saw other people's motivation. So maybe he's not just a hero; it's just a person seeing. Him trying to do his best to save his city, so to speak, and trying to figure out the best way to do that. Yeah. Now, can he do it from the top? We'll see. That's going to be – it's a hard position to be in. If you, if you're gonna, yeah. Either you're fighting from below or you're on top. So right. it's hard to run in the middle. And that's yep. – it's a really interesting narrative, and hopefully we'll see more of that in Season 3. Just slow yep. down a little yep. bit. Slow down. And I'm hoping that this uh, – the Iron Fist, Danny Rand, carries over to his next season. Yeah, or at least like just show up every now and then. That would, a man, that's, uh, yeah. That's fine with me. Okay, I think... Yeah. think. So we're saying watch the show. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it definitely... I mean, if you liked the first season at all, you're going to love the second season. How bingeable do you think this series is? I mean, that series, the season two. I, I watched six episodes and then seven episodes. So I, I binged it pretty good. Um... And I wasn't really doing much other stuff. I was just being lazy. I drank a lot, but, you know, that worked out pretty well. But, you know, I, I started, like, the first six I had a tough time getting through, but the last seven I flew through. I mean, I, like, powered through it, love most of the episodes. Yeah, I think I think you're right. The first half, it's a little, it takes a little get to get going. I still think it's way, it has a much better hook than yeah. season one's first set of yeah. episodes. First yeah. set, I'm like, yeah, season, yeah, season one, it took till, like, episode eight or nine before I really got into it. So yeah, this this thing is different. I think it's worth watching. Yeah. Do you have to spend thirteen hours watching it? Nah, I don't think so. I think you could probably skip yeah. a couple. I think it could have ended at episode nine, and I think at ten. And, yeah. And the, but I mean, obviously, the last one had a really big, big feel to it. It felt like yeah. Really and there were a lot of ruling. there were a lot of. I mean, they tried to give a lot of backstory on people. You know, backstory on Miranda, backstory on um, on Bushmaster. You know. A lot of that. You got Misty Knight's backstory. You've got Nandy's yeah. backstory. You got Bailey. Yeah. We know his name because he's around enough times. You've got more flashbacks to uh, Rafe, and then you've yep. got uh, oh, even more backstory on the Stokeses and the and the McIvers, which is a yeah. whole other thing that is just set up. And then there's the daughter. What's her name? That Tilda. Turns. Tilda. She's got like her yeah. own like 15 storylines going on. Yeah, and and turns out to be evil. How <laughs> on earth does she maintain a business? Because throughout this show, in her store, Mother's Nature's Touch or Mother's Touch, whatever it's called, there's like three customers we see in the entire yeah. season. So maybe and and the store the store gets busted up at least three times. Yeah, <laughs> and so she repairs it, and they go right back to business, and nobody else yep. comes in. Yeah, well, just like you know, the Harlem's Paradise, that place must have been rebuilt at least ten times this season. Oh, the, see, the thing is, there's actually like eighteen of them within the same building. And this kind of oh, go, oh, go to that one. They just move over. I yeah. see. It's like, I see. It's like that perch is actually like a central hub. 
see. So that makes can, sense. He can always look down yeah. and be like, oh, it's number three is broken. <laughs> we got a four? Four this week? Okay. Yeah. Awesome music, by the way, in this series. Uh, yes. Chaos One is in this. Uh, Ghostface Killer is in this. It's kind of yeah. like, wait a second. Am I seeing this right? That was pretty yeah, funny. Is that really him? Yeah. Right. I, I think that does it for us. You guys yeah. should watch more episodes at killingtime.tv or youtube.com slash finitecomedy. We've got all kinds of episodes there. We reviewed lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff there. Um, and if you want to watch this as a podcast or download it and listen, listen audio only, killingtime.tv is the way to do that. New episodes show up somewhat every week. So this is the actual time this matters. This is why you would subscribe. If you actually want to watch and listen when this comes out, subscription is a lot easier than going what is it tuesday is it monday did something happen did i just fall down a well again yeah it happens a lot it's really weird there's not even a lot of wells in manhattan but i find them it's really weird so hit subscribe much easier the notification button totally works i think that does it for us in this super packed episode of yes. time so long bye-bye